Welcome to Four Dram Gold. With the first overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, we have no idea, but we will talk about it tonight. So grab a glass, put the game on mute, and take a listen. Let's do this. All right, so Kurt, you first me first. What are we going to do? Well, before we get into our typical intro, there's only one way to hang out when you haven't hung out for a while, and that's well, that, by starting that's what, with some... That's what I was going to say. Who's taking a shot first? Oh, all right. Well, cheer, yo. <laughs> cheers. Yowzer. Okay, now I'm ready to roll. Tonight. We are back in the booth. We're not weighing our math tonight. Uh, We did do our trial run last time. We liked it. We enjoyed it. We're going to expand on that next time. But tonight, it's back on the mic, and we will be talking NFL draft preview tonight. That'll be a big chunk of our meat and potatoes. Uh, We'll also talk some other headlines and news in our first dram. But before we get to all that, my friend Dick, will you please hit them with the socials? Yeah, man. Can't forget your veggies on this. Uh, so as always, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, Instagram is the best way to follow us. Uh, Kurt, we actually just upgraded our Instagram. We have a link tree now. Did you see that? Uh, I'll tell you what it is. I'm sure you don't know what it is. So uh, from our bio in our Instagram, you can actually click the link, which takes you to a what's called a link tree. And we've got our YouTube channel. We've got our website. We've got our Instagram, obviously, obviously that goes there. Um, and they can actually stream all of our podcasts all your favorite podcast streaming services, including Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, CastBox, et cetera, et cetera. And you listen to it right there or link directly to the player. So I think it's a pretty good upgrade for us. Costs a whole whopping $0 a month. So fuck yeah, why not? It's free. Um, and so Drammers, make sure you're hitting us up. Make sure you're following us. Uh, we're doing things a little bit different, trying to put some new content out there. Um, but don't hesitate to, you know, like, subscribe, comment, whatever it is on the different uh, streaming services. And make sure to send us an email anytime you want. Fortramandgoal at gmail.com. It's 4-T-H-D-R-A-M-A-N-D-G-O-A-L at gmail.com. Give us some feedback. Uh, ask us a question. And uh, we'll make sure to bring your topic up on the show. Good shit, bro. Yeah, we're getting all fancified. Now, if we can only find a better background for our... Nacho Libre mass. Man, I'm working on it. I, uh, I've got us a pretty good lead on a flag. I ordered our first iteration of it, um, worked with uh, some guy on Etsy. So I should be getting that here in the next week or so. Um, and that'll be my background. And if it's good quality, I'll order another one, have it shipped to your house. Nice. Um, well, I don't know. Do you have a shipping address with all your different baby mamas trying to find out where you're, where you're at right now? It's a P.O. box number, but we'll narrow it down. Perfect. Perfect. I may have to drive about 30 minutes to get it, but we will. Um, so what's good in life, man? Dude, I mean, life is good. We had Easter. All right, I'll go first. So okay. this morning, um, I started and I sent you a picture. I was so excited. Yeah, Easter's great. Yeah, you get it. you have a wonderful family. Beautiful. Um, I told you that we killed our espresso machine, and this is this is our other thing. If we did another podcast, it would probably be about coffee with how much shitty coffee we drink and talk about it. And if you think this show would be boring, holy cow. Um, but yeah, so I guess espressos are supposed to be itty bitty cups, right? A shot of espressos, yes. Okay, so for the last year, me and my wife have filled up our thermoses every yeah, morning. I know. Uh, and I guess you're not supposed to do that. You're not. It's probably why the Italians are so tiny. And um, yeah, I think we killed ours. Like it's just started. Like, it started off like the stream wasn't very strong. You know, like maybe in later in life. Now it's just like. Like, like spitting at us. Did you have a check for head hemorrhoids? I don't know. We need something. But anyway, yeah, we found out. <laughs> I had a coworker like, oh, I have that. I was like, send me what your cup like looks like. <laughs> anyway, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the problem. Um, it's, not that ours, it, it's not that it died. It's that you guys used it too much. Like you well, asked too much. wouldn't of shut off. Like you had to turn. You've seen it. You have to turn it off yourself. So fuck it. Fill up my cup before I turn it off. Um, yeah. So then I was excited to try something new, and I sent you my options. It was going to pour over our French press. And, of course, so I can try to be bougie, you know what I went with. Uh, French press. A Keurig machine. Um, you really yes. didn't order the French press? No, I did get the oh. French press. 
and I tried it this morning. Ho, 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 ho. French press, with, which was invented in Italy by an Italian. Go figure. Um, good stuff. So how much earlier in the morning do you have to work it, wake up now to actually do so, the process? All right. I told you I'm reading the book, Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins, motivating, just like makes me feel like a bitch in every sense, like as if I didn't feel like a bitch as you nod on the camera. Um, he just really like, so if you go full Goggins, you're not going to make it. Like I can't go run yeah. seven miles tomorrow. But what I could do, subtle things, I, I got to wake up a little bit earlier to earn that good cup of coffee, right? I think I actually only have to wake up like four minutes earlier to do the French press. Um, but yeah, little steps, man. Maybe well, maybe you, the 100 miler will be next year. If you bought a good espresso machine, you have to wake up at least 10 to 15 minutes earlier to get the boiler on. So uh, it's a thing. I, I will tell you, I, I've got, I'm going to start tallying this up in my head. How much did you spend on the original espresso machine? It was a $100 one. Okay. And it lasted you six months? A year. A year. Okay. I bought and, it for my wife's birthday, and that's coming up in two weeks. So that was there you go. Not even a year. Got it. Um, and then you bought the French press, and that was what 30 bucks? Like it's a, the entry level? 27. 27. Okay, so call 30. So you spent 130 bucks to get last year on coffee machines. Do you have a Mr. Mr. Coffee? Uh we did. Okay. It was so, a Mr. Coffee slash K Cup. Ooh, even better. So, dude, I think you really should just just step it up and buy a quality espresso machine. Like a high-end one. I could. could. I'll just keep drinking my French press. Well, you could. Because I had it this morning, and it was as if I walked out my back door, and the coffee gods reached down with a little spout and poured it into my cup because it was so, so, I, I think the Eiffel Tower was in the background of my backyard. Of your Italian-made French press, yeah. Yes, as I drank my Irish cream coffee beans in my French press. It was so good, though. I guess uh, it really doesn't matter when you're just doing, like, espresso martinis and, like, dropping Baileys into it, right? So. That is true, too. But, yeah. Anyway, so that is our dad life. God, we are so boring. Anyway, uh, so speaking of stuff in our glasses, what do you got in yours tonight? Um, so I'm drinking uh, Benchmark Bonded 100 Proof. So this is a, a newer addition to the whiskey game lately. Um, you've made it a benchmark eight. They're both, both, they're all Buffalo trace products. And I say all because they have a single barrel. They also have a, Oh, really? This is, I, I thought this was one of those, like every time I see it, I thought this was like one of those, uh, specs brands, you know? No, no, it's benchmark. It's, it's, a. it says bottled by, bu- distilled and bottled by Buffalo trace on it. So, yeah. Hmm. No. Uh, so they got a single barrel. They got the, bu- uh, the bonded, they have the eight and they have another one. I can't remember what the hell it is, but it's not like a barrel proof or anything cool. So uh, I picked up the bond because it's the only hundred proof. The rest are 90, 95 proof. So they have a small batch. That's the other one, a small batch. Um, so, you know, it's a little batchy, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, the benchmark eight, it's okay. Okay. We'll see what this yeah. is like. I wonder what the eight stands for. It's not eight years. I'm going to tell you that right now. It's All right. It's not eight years. Uh, so I went into my newly found local liquor store that I was telling you about last time. Great conversation with the owner once again. Cool guy. Several things to recommend. Did you walk in at 8.58 on Saturday night? This time it was 8.25. So oh, I had a okay. little bit Good more on time. You. Good on you, Charlie Brown. Uh, and he had some solid recommendations. Uh, one of them, and the only reason I picked it was proof. He had a couple others. Um that you know what I'm not even going to try to list right now. I'm just going to go with what I have in my hand. Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse Straight Rye Whiskey Bottled and Bond Show, 100 proof, four-year-old. It is from Heaven Hills Distillers. And yeah, I was really excited because I don't think, and you may correct me if I'm wrong, a rye bottled and bond? Have we had one? I thought I could think of off the top of my head. Right? I mean, it's a, it's a 100 proof rye. Yeah, with the whole four-year-old and bottled and bond and got yeah. the cool label. Apparently, it's a playoff as a Rittenhouse Square in Philadelphia. A little so history there. As long as it's not Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. Nope, I wasn't going to go there. wasn't even going to mention that. Uh, I'm not going to even give that attention. So, yeah. Uh, um, it's funny you say that because when when that happened, and I will not 
will not go on to god dang it, i did not want to pay this one bit of one how second. can you not people are going to hear written i know the they're going to think of i know and i'm not going to tell you how i felt one way or another on it but it was so funny that night that obviously people were you know posting the picture of this which i didn't even i i promise you i didn't think of it till i sent you the picture and i was like oh yeah this is the bottle that people were posting that night um and some people didn't like it and some people did and uh, you know it is what it is. But the fa- the all- Facebook whiskey groups are an interesting place. Yeah, and but I will give them props because a lot of them try to keep politics a hundred and ten percent out of it. That's and good. I'm I'm all for that because you know it's at work, it's on TV, it's with your neighbors, it's in the family. You know, just I want I want to draw a stark contrast though because I I do agree with you. Like the Facebook groups we're a part of do a very good job of depoliticizing bourbon, right? Um, but that is not the same to be said about some of the other forums I'm on, specifically uh, some of the barbecue forums that I'm part of. I don't know if you're oh, part really? of really. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to name names, but there's there's a few out there that uh, I love barbecue. I love barbecue and uh, your political beliefs, your political beliefs. Sure. But I don't need you to post a picture of your barbecue, then of your smoker. And then one with a very, very much highlighted specific flag in the background and then go on to persecute people who say that you shouldn't do that. Like it's it's a bit aggressive. Um, but on I the guess, side note, I did not know that about the bar. I do know that the whiskey game is pretty funny because it's a pretty united front where it's like it doesn't get political on here. Take it away. Yeah, not the barbecue <laughs> world. Um, so it's funny because there's a lot of crossover, but apparently the rules just don't apply. But I did want to talk about a little bit my easter and i smoked one fucking hell of a brisket i don't see that, that. Um, i see that but you've got to stop you've got to stop doing the squeeze to get the juice out of it oh no i just, just gotta stop i do that's the only time i ever do it or ever done it is to for that post are because you gonna everybody pour else's... your whiskey bottle out when you got a good one no not at all but it's got enough juice i mean it's fine so i wanted to pl- i wanted to do that because that is the stereotypical like brisket shot i don't like doing that because i do agree with you but i had to i had to do the one where you had the it fell off of under its own weight man that's the test the pull test even need so it. this is cool to explain because me and dick looked into our demographics we're like all some people are listening to us all over the world so we can actually take the time to explain this in Texas, they're going to be like, who cares? But if you're some guy sitting in his cabin listening to us in the middle of, I don't know, Czechoslovakia, what we do here is Dick himself made a fine piece of Texas meat brisket, the Holy Grail. And what people tend to do is they slice it. And they and some people are going to say that those people are dumbasses, but they give it a little squeeze and you just see the juice come out and it is photogenic. It's the sweet spot. It's what everyone wants to, uh, you know indulge in around here and it's really I, I just showing say, how how moist your brisket is that's the intent and i will say dick can make a pretty good brisket i think i think i've got him on the ribs but he did it's nowhere near it's no contest when it comes to ribs i'll tell you like pork in general just not my it's not my forte and i think a lot of it has to do with that's just not where my palate is so much of my my palate is in brisket and i love beef ribs and we talked about this last time but I love poultry. I love smoked poultry. So, I, yeah, you probably do have me in the pork for sure. Pork did we talk especially. about the dry steak in the last show? Uh, I don't think we did, but that was a beautiful set of Instagram shots. Yes. So I did do it. I did do a dry aged uh, ribeye that I cooked up the tent to about 117, pulled it off, and then pan seared it. Minute, minute, came out very photogenic. It is on our Instagram, and it it did have a different taste because it was dried, but it was literally like, you know how we've said whiskey butter? Oh, it, this was like a meat butter. It was nice. so nice. Um, and you got it to well done, right? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Oh, I had a well done job pat on the back, but that was medium rare sucker. This is only one way to eat meat. Somebody did. Somebody commented, oh, there's only one way. It's it's reverse here. And I wanted to comment back, uh, of course. Um the price, as we get into our whole, our third, our third show, we got coffee, meat, whiskey. The price on this written house was $32. How much was that benchmark bonded? It's about 20 to 25. Um, I think you're going to pick it up a bottom shelf buyer. Here's the kicker though. Like because it's newer and it's benchmark, it's a Buffalo trace product. I've actually seen like the first time, first couple of times it came out at specs, like getting allocated. 
um, which I didn't like at all because this is like an Evan Williams competition level bottle. Like it's it's not anything to to like go up in arms and pay secondary market on it. So what I'm saying is based off the review tonight, if you're like, hey, I want to try that, please don't play secondary. Please just wait. It's going to continue to come out. Buffalo has a stupid amount of bourbon. They're just trying to pop into new brands and sell it to you. So it, it's not Buffalo Trace, but it's still Buffalo Trace. So, yeah. Yeah, so this is our... This is a good episode for those that are just getting into it, want to pick up something different that, you know, you're going to hear Buffalo Trace, you're going to hear your typical, you know, Maker's Mark, your big names. This is a good little, hey, these yeah. bottles are available. Grab it. Yep. Um, second Ram? Second Ram, my friend. All right, let's do it, man. Let's get into those headlines. All right, so I threw a couple topics out here, um, but I had to bring this up because I saw it on Instagram, and it, it made me audibly laugh. It was a true lol moment. It was a backstage, not backstage, but behind the scenes, Kyrie coming in off the court after losing in Boston and someone saying, Kyrie, you suck. And he turns around and goes, suck my dick. Like, what's up? Well, he, I, he gave him the bird. Yeah, he did. He gave he was like gonna, multiple birds. He was so pissed, which is funny because you put that in contrast, like Portnoy, I guess he was at the game and he was basically saying Kyrie sucked. Oh, poor. That's awesome. Uh, no. And then his his afterwards, he was like, "Yeah, it's the playoffs. I'm going to talk shit back." <laughs> He's going to get fined for that. Kyrie, Kyrie. <laughs> I I get it. I don't tend to agree with Kyrie. Um, for but on this one, yeah, because well, he did what he did to the Knicks. But so far, they both have the same number of rings since that decision. So we'll see. Tell us, it's, it's that. Uh, just you gotta let it's Boston, and I know that they're gonna always have that excuse, but you kind of did them dirty, dog. I mean, come on, man, just make your threes and do it that way. Uh, a great first game, though. Tatum at the buzzer, like one of those baskets where it's like, did that just happen? Like, oh, it's over. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if Kyrie, I think he'll probably, I'm hoping somebody's like, settle down, play your game, let's win. Uh, even though it was not his fault they lost that game. But yeah, Kyrie, playoffs, cool stuff, good games, whatever. Yeah, I just wonder if uh, LeBron and the Lakers are going to be able to, you know, win it this year. Mm. Rough. I don't. I don't even want to do that. Whole, I don't even want to go into. Does that affect him? Does this or that? It does affect him. That was bad. But I mean, they were all like over forty. Maybe if you stop trying to crab walk everywhere, he'd be able to fucking make a shot. Or. Poor Lakers, as if I feel sorry for them and they're like 17 championships or whatever it's at now. Hey, have you have you started watching the uh, HBO show yet? No. Um, I neither. So I'm glad you brought that up. I canceled HBO Max. Um, I got drunk. Oh, nice. And it was one of those things where I like told my wife, I was like, hey, please get Paramount Plus. Pretty, 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 please. And she is much more financially responsible than I am. Obviously. And it was one of those things where it's like, all right, what are we getting rid of? Mm, not my whiskey, that's for sure. Um, so I said, okay, how about we get rid of it? We actually came to an agreement because she wanted to add something. I wanted to add Paramount Plus. If so, facto, you know, other than the Sopranos movie. You can uh, always add it back. I mean, you're watching Paramount Plus for one show. I don't know. I may keep Paramount Plus. It's pretty nice. It was Jackass 4.0 in 1883. You watched Jackass 4.0 had me like I was in stitches. There was a little bit too many cock and balls in there. More than usual. It was it was a lot of me. But it is that's what that's what Jackass was back in the day. Oh, I remember. But I was dying. Um, and then yes, I did finish 1883, which was I don't know, man. I I honestly don't know if I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it as much as Yellowstone. I could have possibly enjoyed that more. I think it could stand by itself and be its own story. No question. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like, going to because it, like like they've already said. I'm not going to give the details, but but with no no backstory, no other shows. Like it could have been its own thing and well, you, been amazing. Well, okay. So Yellowstone, it did have a strong cast, but this was like from the get go. Like, oh McGraw, oh Sam Elliott, which himself um 
And then Tom Hanks has a cameo, and it was just, oh, it's such a good show. Got drunk the other night. We started looking up uh, summer trips to uh, Montana. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I think everyone in their mom wants to go there now because of that show. Those tickets are absurd. Well, you know, if they would just build that new uh, airport in the valley, we'd have more traffic in and out. So I have no idea. I have no idea what you're referring to. The whole last season of Yellowstone with the airport saga. Ah, the valley. You don't mean South Texas. No. Different valley. You don't even give a shit about that valley. <clears throat> right. I told my wife, though, if she wants to load up the wagon, put some stuff in it, and we have to trek across, I mean, we can get there. Just like Maybe Griswold family vacation. Six months and some rattlesnake bites, but we will get there. So the one other thing they kicked off this weekend was USFL, right? So I know you had a busy Easter weekend. Uh, mine was a little bit uh, more low-key. But I did pick up a couple of games, uh, watch the inaugural game, watch the Rough Riders, watch the Gamblers. Um, Houston actually looked pretty good. Um, it was weird for me. And I'm curious what your, what your thoughts are here. But I was watching these games like, I know that name. Why, why do I know that name? And I'd Google that first. Like, oh, that's what happened to that guy that I watched for one season in 2017. You know, like like Caleb Thorson, whatever his name is. Like, I do remember him playing in Northwestern. I don't remember caring what happened to him after he was done, but it's nice to see that he's playing again. And that tends to happen, you know, when they did the XFL that one year and even a long time ago, and the quarterbacks are usually who that happens with. You're like, oh, that's where they're at. Yes. Uh, Scooby, right? I saw him. I caught the last minute of that General's uh, Stallion. No, is it Stallions? Who's the Birmingham team? Rough Riders? Somebody. I think that's actually an XFL team, but whatever. Um, Scooby Wright was on the sideline. He was a big, he was a big name from Arizona. Uh, I, from what I've heard, I heard it's good quality football, which you know these it is. lower levels tend to be because these guys have nothing to lose. They're going to lay it all on the line, uh, and they're trying to you know do a I little tryout for the NFL. Well, I want to talk about that too because that was my initial thought, but I did some research and I don't even think it's that. Um, I saw Ke- Kevin Sumlin on the sideline coaching gamblers. I'm watching tonight's game. It's Tampa Bay. I said Dalen Mack, who I hadn't seen. He's a defensive tackle. He used to play for AM. I hadn't seen him on the field since he graduated. Uh, but I remember him coming to AM. He was a five-star. Like, you know, someone recruited him, all this fun stuff. It's just weird to see where these guys end up. But on your point about these guys essentially doing an audition for NFL spots, I want to give you some perspective here. Okay. The Canadian Football League, their players make anywhere from sixty dollars to $100,000 a season. It is due to Canadian law, completely undisclosed, but that is what the experts assume based off of player, uh, uh, player feedback once we're gone. NFL practice squad guys make $11,500 a week for 18 weeks at the minimum. Some of them can be much higher if they're a veteran player, but there's specific guidelines we'll get into it, but minimum. How much sure do you think these players are making? Because USFL has one salary for everybody. It's, there's no salary cap situations. There's no special players like in the X, XFL. There's one salary. What do you think these guys are making per week? A week? Or, I mean, I'll even give you the season. It's a 10-game season. The season? 200000 $45,000. $4,500 a game. 1500 if you're on the practice squad. And it's only a 38-man roster. Okay, so I was way off, huh? You're way off. So what's your point about maybe auditioning for the NFL? Now, I think they're auditioning for the CFL and or an NFL practice squad job. So it's weird to see how far, honestly, and I mean that the best of ways, but like how far some of these guys have fallen for being NFL <laughs> draft picks, you know? So well, yeah, and it may not be like, it may be a risk like, you know, I can go play in Canada or maybe I can try this new league. That's going to be on NBC. It's going to get all the attention and people are sure. watching it. And let me just go try that for sure. Like, and it maybe not necessarily like I can't make the CFL. I agree. I can't make a practice squad because a lot of those QBs have been on practice squads. Um, yes. And I'm sure they could, it's probably more of like, let me go out there and, uh, give this new league a shot. Well, and what I was researching, some of these practice squads are stacked with some veterans that are pulling in like big bucks. And there's only what, 12, 12 spots or practice squad spots, maybe 16 per team. I can't remember the number. Um, 
but it's it's weird because forty five thousand. If they win the game, they get eight hundred and fifty dollar bonus. So you can win if you can make upwards of seventy thousand dollars as a player if you win all of the games and you're like the standout player on your team and you get like the MVP for the championship game, which is a ten dollars ten thousand dollar bonus. But it's weird, man. But you know who you don't see out here? Honey, Kaepernick. Kaepernick, who came out and said he's willing to be a backup. <laughs> no shit. Thanks. We didn't know that's that like, yet. That's like me saying I'm willing to be a backup on Sports Center. If I absolutely have to, I guess I could be a backup on Sports Center right now. But you know who's willing not to be a backup right now? Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker. Oh, that's that's other news that has happened. You want to wait to our NFL hot topics for that? Oh no, yeah. Well, I just had to had to throw a dig out there, but um. Yeah, man. So that was that was pretty fun. Uh, I also got to uh, hang out with uh, a friend of ours. Um, his uh, Instagram is at Bourbon Mash, Bourbon underscore Mash, and he actually gave uh, gave me a few different samples. Uh, I got to try some Castle and Key Small Batch, which is Ooh. something that's new out there. But I also got to try some Blanton's Gold. Never had you that. Did send, you did send me that. Probably wasn't the best time to try because I was already drunk. Uh, but I figured. yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you it tasted like Blanton's. I don't know that it tasted like like gold Blanton's, but it tasted like Blanton's. Um, mm-hmm. But I do have a little surprise. I bought a little surprise for us this weekend. So um, well, a special occasion. It'll be good. It'll be good. We will be hanging out this weekend. Uh, first time since the barbecue trip, which we need to plan another soon. Uh, so good stuff. We will be drinking some good stuff. I, I, I honestly, until this Rittenhouse, I killed the bottle of uh crossroads that we talked about in the live show i had a bottle of jameson i actually killed some of that with some jaeger bombs i mean sorry excuse me irish car bombs but honestly man i've been in the kitchen cooking things as i said earlier with the steak it's been a lot more wine lately i hear you there it's been a lot more tequila for me lately so Yep, I'm still a sucker for red. It's just when it comes to pairing with food, you know. Um, but as we've said before, there's nothing wrong with doing a whiskey dessert afterwards. But yeah, lots of wine lately. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, and that's all I got to say about what I've been drinking. I have been doing beer. We've been doing good. We've got the Stone Cold Steve Austin beers down here. Me. I had a beer. I had another beer. Was that three was beers? That, four beers. Was that, was that Stone Cold? Thought so. Or is that uh that was more like the pirate at the beginning of SpongeBob? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I was distracted. Aye aye, Captain. All right. Did you have nine beers this. and then a Bloody Mary? No, I had his uh IPA and his American lager. Both of Stone Cold of Austin is making an IPA. Yeah, Skull Crusher. It was good. Cans are cool. Um, got a good little kick to it, but uh, they're like in those four packs that are like 15 bucks or something. But nice. Yeah. All you right. Let's we'll try it. All right. Uh, so let's let's break these things. Let's rate these glasses and then we'll get into the NFL. We're not reading the whole glass, just the nose, just so you remember. It's been a while. You want me to go first? You want to go first? Got it. Go for it. Bubblegum peanuts. Bubblegum peanuts. Yeah. You ever had that flavor? Bubblegum and peanuts? Yes. It was bubblegum, comma, peanuts. Gotcha. I don't know. There's like this alcoholy, proofy stuff to it. Like a... some barrel spice. There's just not a whole lot on the nose. I get bubblegum and peanuts and like a little bit of that ethery smell it's not something that's like whoa that's rough or like hey it's like yo is that track is that good you good there you got that's your oh no that's that's it that's it that's all i got oh okay all right very good rye spice to it on the nose of course traditional i've told you some of the better ones i'll get kind of like that tea leaf and you do get that with this with oak vanilla. Oh yeah, little, I get that too. A little bit of uh, butter popcorn there, actually. 
with butter and popcorn or butter popcorn buttered popcorn dick um but yeah overwhelmingly very pleasant tea spice in van- a vanilla oak traditional kind of nose to it there not bad not bad at all i'll go first because i don't think you're going to be friendly to your glass throughout the show as we continue because you're so bougie um yeah, I'm gonna go B plus on this nose. This isn't bad. I'm not gonna say this is bad, but you said tea, and like I know you're talking about like tea leaves, but I smell tea, like you unsweet tea. tea leaves. I know I smell unsweet tea, like a little bit of tea grounds, like the bag broke in the tea when you're doing like you know tea bagging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go C plus. So, so like I said, I knew you were going to be rough on this. Just next time, don't waste my fucking life to say, yeah, okay. All right. Third dram? Let's do it. All right. Well, now it's time to get into those meat and potatoes. Uh, we're going to talk football, draft, and a lot of things to cover here. We're going to build up first in the third dram and then bring it home in the fourth dram. Um, several things to go over, Dick. Where do you want to start? I want to get this out of the way, and I know it's morbid, but I think we have to at least acknowledge what happened. The Dwayne Haskins situation is tragic, and I don't want it to go unnoticed. We've on this show, I think, remember being critical of Dwayne Haskins, and because he was at Ohio State, solid quarterback, record-setting quarterback uh, in college, had his you know ups and downs in the NFL, and I don't want to sound like Adam Schefter here at all. Um, but tragic. I mean, it's it's a loss, and I do love the way that the NFL community has really kind of rallied around him, um, specifically the Ohio – well, the NFL community, but also the college community as well. I'm on like our CFB on Reddit, and it was nothing but great things to say about Haskins, highlight videos, stuff like that. And I got to kind of love how the tributes that are being already put together for Ohio State – or by Ohio State for him. Um, yeah, so I just, I just didn't want to not talk about it. I think it's something we have to at least address. Yeah, and I I sent you that too. Schefter got some slack for the way he dropped, you know, yeah. and and it didn't need to be done. I know you're ta- you're you're mentioning it because we did talk about that. that that's kind of how Schefter broke the news. Sad stuff, man. And then you got more details, and you know, just sure. I haven't I haven't got the full on details. You know, it was like a dump truck. Could he have run out of gas? Anyway, just a horrible accident could happen to anybody. But yeah, sad stuff, heartbreaking. Not a huge Ohio State fan, but you had to appreciate what he's done in his career. I was always rooting for him. I wish he had done great things for the Washington then Redskins. Tough place to play in recent years. Pittsburgh could have been a great turnaround place for him. Yeah. So you don't know. His career was not, you know, it wasn't done. You know, no, it wasn't, you know, finished. Saw a lot of um, parallels with him and like in Jameis, you know. Um, if I had to if I draw direct comparisons, you know, rough start, yeah. but Jameis turned it around with a new team, and that could definitely happen for Haskins. So anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, CJ Stroud, cool wearing his jersey. I mean, you know, Haskins did his thing in college, so that was a cool thing that uh CJ did. But yeah, it's not it's not a bad thing to mention him and, and bring it up during the podcast. So yeah, so like you so said, let's move on to a quarterback who continues to disappoint us. Um, Baker Mayfield um, is trying to find a home and I don't think anybody wants him. Uh, I saw a tweet about Baker possibly going to Carolina and then I think it was Anderson's reaction was no. Was that, was that real? That's that's what I saw. I, it wasn't on NFL memes or maybe it would have been better if it was, but that's what I saw. Um. I, I've told you the Baker thing for my side. I have a lot to not like Baker because of the whole tech situation. Yeah. It, his fault, not not completely. So there's mixed feelings there. Rooted for Baker over many teams when he went to Oklahoma. Loved the way he started in Cleveland. I think if you don't go up against one of the best quarterbacks in the league, a.k.a. Deshaun Watson, you're probably still there. It, there's things to say. I mean, it was rough last year. He was hurt, but he still came and played. I mean, you saw it week after week. That shoulder was effed up, but he played. 
was that the reason he wasn't so good? I don't know. The year before wasn't exactly great either. But I don't know. He, he said he thinks Seattle. I hope he gets another shot. We've seen the guy when he has a chip on his shoulder, and it's, you know, it's pretty dang good. Uh, I'm not giving up on him. I hope he gets a shot somewhere. I think he can go compete in Carolina. I think he's one of those guys that I can see. Hey, put Baker in, and he's going to say, okay, let's go F some shit up. So another guy, I don't know if his – I think he's still got a lot to prove. I like what you're saying because I don't hate Baker. I give him a lot of shit because he's Baker Mayfield, and how can you not? On the flip side of that, though, he made a good point. He said four head coaches in four years. Right. That's not setting someone up for success. And Carolina – Sorry, go for it. No, I mean, I was in Carolina wouldn't be a bad fit for him if you put him against Sam Darnold and Cam in a three, you know, three QB. I mean, that's there's a lot of teams that have worse quarterback situation all the way through the QB room than that. He could he could compete pretty well. I just wonder how toxic that that quarterback room would be with both him and Cam in that they're both big personalities. So we'll see. But uh yeah, I I'm very eager to see where he lands. That's why I'll summarize it. I don't think it'll be Carolina. I'll get into that for a second. But, I mean, like I said, what I was going to say, you know, the way Cleveland, I mean, is going to stick their nose up in the air after what Baker did for that franchise, who for a long time had nothing to cheer for, wannabe quarterbacks who they thought were the guy. Now, was he the guy or was he just the cherry on top, which has turned into not a cherry on top, you know, that's to be discussed also. You got some pretty good running backs there and so forth. Um, but, yeah, just a just a pretty shitty situation there. But, yeah, anyway, don't want to devote too much time to Baker as much as I'm hoping he gets another shot. Um, you made a comment the other day that we've got talking about. You said that this was going to probably be one of the most boring first rounds. Do you still feel that way? Has anything changed your mind on that? No. No. Okay. In fact, the more I look at Mel Kuyper's draft board, the more I watch – and I don't mean it like there's not good players. There's quality players. But how many skill players, true skill players, <clears throat> offensive skill players, running backs, quarterbacks, receivers, are going to so be drafted? Does that make it round? boring, though? Yes, there's no because of the lack of quarterback? You mean just lack of star power? Yeah. Yes. I don't know, man. I think this is a – I've never <laughs> seen this many defensive linemen and offensive linemen scheduled to go in the first round I don't I and I can't remember when. Well then you just don't know the game. No, um, I do know the game. These are practical choices. I'm not saying it's impractical choices, but when you look like what's sexy, like what what do we like to see go across on the draft board? Who do we see left? Like last year was a great example of a lot of star power out there. And the year before wasn't bad either. We've had you we've sure? been blessed. Who was the rookie of the year this year? I don't remember who stood out from the draft last year. That was just a complete badass. Okay. You're the encyclopedia of football knowledge. Can you please just tell me. No, that's what I'm, how exciting was last year's draft. I mean, who I was that guy draft? I didn't say who the, was the guy last year. They were like, Oh my God, that was such an exciting draft. I don't know if you just like want me to pull facts out of my ass right here to like prove I'm my just, point. I'm just uh, anyway. Uh, you asked how I felt. I'm telling you, that's how I feel. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just being that guy. Uh, I think there'll be some trades. I think it will be an exciting draft. I think there will be uh, picks that are going to surprise people, as in like, oh, they took that guy. But I do I do agree with you. I think there's going to be some a lot of offensive linemen. There's some good ones, and I'll I'll get into that later. Where I hope they fall into certain places, and I hope I hope at to some extent that this is kind of a boring boring draft, and I'll get into that in fourth round. Um, All right, let me ask you this question. Okay. What's more exciting to watch, sports cars race or SUVs race? Depends. What are they doing? Going around in a circle. Are they on an obstacle course? No. Is there mud? Flat track. It's about a it's a it's a drag it's a drag strip about 120 yards long and about 50 some odd yards wide. Are we talking like a 1980s Bronco going up against a Hummer? Like those would be cool. I'd be interested to see who would win there. Like what do you what do you got to get to your specifics here? Because if you're doing that thing where I curt you and I make you really think hard, I'm going to flip this on you. I don't want to go shopping for SUVs. 
Those are a necessity that everybody needs. You need an SUV. It's a family hauler. What do I want to go shopping for? Sports cars. Yes. The skill players are sports cars. They're more exciting, more fun to watch, better highlight videos. We all appreciate an offensive and defensive line, specific offensive linemen, some of the most underrated players in the field as a group. But their highlights aren't fun. I don't want to see offensive linemen compared against each other. I don't want to watch that. I don't That's know, not man. fun. Some of the biggest oohs and ahs in the coaching room when I were there were the pancakes and the scissor all over them. Oh, you'll take oh, you'll take that over a one-handed Randy Moss catch. Yeah, sure. You seen one one-handed catch? You seen them all? No, anyway. you haven't. Um, so you've seen you think, one pancake. You've seen them all. Well, I don't know. Still, you just see the person's soul leave the body. Um, so. Do you think people are going to, let me ask you this. Do you think people are going to freak out when the first quarterback goes off the board and then we're going to see these quarterbacks go a lot sooner than we thought, or do we think they're going to fall? There's not one quarterback here that is first round worthy. Uh, nobody, nobody watches I, the second through seventh round. I don't know, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm drinking the. You, no, shut up with the Liberty University bullshit. Uh, the dude's good. The good the dude looks good. Not saying he's not good, but what talent did he have to throw against in, a, in secondaries? Hey, man, all I'm saying is Patrick Mahomes went to a school by the name of Texas Tech. Josh Allen went to a place called Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson went to Louisville. I'm just saying the tape's sexy. I will say that. And that's why I don't think Baker's going to Carolina because I think Carolina is going to get them a quarterback at number six. And I think it's going to be Malik Willis. And I'm not going to sit here and, and die on this hill and say there's no way he's not going to be good. I, I, it's a gamble. It Write is it down. Gamble. You heard that. Dick said he's not going to be good. It is a gamble. I believe you compared him to Ryan Greasy. Is that what you did earlier? Ryan Greasy had a solid career, okay? He was never going to live up to L.A. No, seriously though, I could see Carolina. Why don't you put shame on Brian Greasy's name? God damn it. Oh shit. I combined. Okay. I'm on my third glass. I combined Brian Leaf and Brian Greasy. That's what I did there. Okay. Brian Leaf, you can shit on him all day. <laughs> okay, that's where I was going. I was trying to do that. Oh, this this is a good whiskey. Um I could see Carolina pulling the trigger. God, it would be such a holy like. We really messed up on old quarterback. At, uh, old quarterback. Um, the the words are slurring now. New York Giants. Who's their trip on himself? Daniel. Yeah. Oh man, that'd Daniel be so Jones. <laughs> um, if he doesn't go there, Atlanta has Mariota. Possibly. I'd be, I'd be down for watching that. I mean, that's that's a that's a good little competition. I don't think Seattle's going to stick with Drew Locke. Uh, who's the quarterback for the Washington? Oh, yeah, you are. That's right. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if teams start to panic. I don't know if the Saints take a quarterback, but I I think the quarterbacks will be spread out throughout the first round. But I think they go for, I think at least three of them go in the first round. Maybe one. The rest should be in the second round. They should all be in the second round. It's not where they should. It's what's going to happen. It's I, like, sure, well, we okay. got to get him because somebody's going to take him. We need him. We need a quarterback. You don't we need any of these quarterbacks. Oh, Kirk Cousins still our quarterback. We should Baker Mayfield right is here. out there. Just take his ass for a year. Sit on your draft pick and wait for next year. All right. Yeah, we'll so that's that's enough. I, I think we can probably call that a draft news and build up topic. And then let's actually get into the breakdown of predictions. Okay. So before we do so, let's talk about the palate of your glass. What are you tasting? What are you getting? I'm tasting spice. A little bit of mint. Not too much of that. More traditional. This is a traditional, very good rye. The flavors are really coming out because it's a bottled and bought at 100 proof, which sweet spot alert, 100 to 110. Um Oak is definitely there. There's a kick at the end where it kind of heats up the sides of the tongue, but not overwhelming. That tea tea spice is the one that I'm identifying the most. But that's not a bad rye, man. That's pretty good. Think of a... So our traditional what? 
80 proof or our go-to Zazerac rye, just think of those flavors just kind of darkened, you know, stronger, bolder. Very good. Uh, I'm going to give that a B plus as well. I'm envious. This tastes like oh, barrel char. Hold on. Let me go get the toilet paper because I got a feeling you're about to shit on it. Wood. I get the tea, but it's like the tea grounds. It's that tea bag. It's like opening it up and let me just like that tea bag. And just proofy liquor. Like it is drinks way hotter than it should be. I'm gonna hold my res I'm gonna hold my my final judgment for the end, but I think we can all see where I'm going. This is a C. This is a C. I'm not gonna give it a C minus. It's a C. Um yeah. Yeah, we'll rock with that. All right, I'm okay with that. That's fine. If you rate this anything other than a C, big curveball there. Um, huge. Huge. Fourth dram. Let's do it, my friend. Okay, so let's get into it. We're going to make some picks that we like, uh, skill player-wise, defensive-wise, sleeper-wise, what we want our teams to do and kind of take it from there. Um Dick, the floor is yours. If you want to start with skilled players, since you're all about them, and there has to be one through 32 taken in the first round for you to enjoy the draft, uh, go for it, my friend. All right, so skilled players are defined as? Quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, flex, you know, whatever tickles your pickle. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page there. There's some decent wide receivers. I mean, I'm not going to shit on the entire draft. All right, so I'm going to look at the first, like, I don't know, 20-some-odd picks, right? I'm not going to steal your guy because you're going to talk about him, but you got a couple good Ohio State receivers that are out there. I think there's a few out there on the board that are probably good, you know, second, third rounders as a whole when it comes to skill players. But I'm going to I'm going to stick to my guns here. I do feel like this is a very, very heavy defense draft, which there's nothing wrong with. Like these are solid players that fill key roles and positions on your team and become, you know, the defense wins championships mindset. But where I'm struggling here, Kurt, is is do we have a draft that is just so rich in defensive talent? Or do we have a draft that is very, very lacking in offensive skill player talent? And that's why these defensive solid players, like they'll there'll be some stars in here. Don't get me wrong. You'll have your Ray Lewis to come out of this draft. And they're just bubbling to the top because your sexy wideouts, your your amazing arm quarterbacks just aren't there. That's that's where I'm struggling here. Maybe I'm the only guy, but I don't think you can no. tell me right now that I see <clears throat> defensive players that are just that much better than they've been in the past. And that's why they're at the top. No, I think it's defensive heavy. And like even when we were researching topics and guys and what we've been watching, the defensive guys I get more excited for. Uh, of course, that's when you like it changes because if you if your team, aka me, Houston Texans, you know you New York Jets and whoever whoever people root for if their team needs a qb and there's one there then you're all pumped up about that um <clears throat> but no i think this is a defense there's some guys on the defense side of the ball who i'm like oh that's that's a good one uh so I, i'm i'm leaning towards more of i think this is a defensive heavy draft um well, i agree okay. with you but i guess my question were you like defensive heavy there's just that much defensive talent here it's just that much better there's some pretty than it's been in the past defense. There's some pretty damn good defensive players here. I don't know. I'm saying they're not. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer it. I think there's a lot of defensive talent. Is there more than the past? Maybe. I don't know. That's that's what I'm going to leave it at. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Well, what about you? Give me the breakdown. What you got? Uh, skill players. <clears throat> I, I'm excited for the future of Ohio State wide receivers. They still got a couple dudes there that I'm like, oh. Um, Right now, Drake London, great wide receiver from USC. I really think – I think he was hurt this last year. Uh, any team that gets him, he's going to be a dude. He's going to be a wide receiver. 
And then a sleeper wide receiver, since we're sticking with skilled players, because I've already I've already pretty much hit. I think Malik Willis looks like he could be a guy. Uh, Traylon Burks, I think he's a sleeper, probably late first round. Arkansas wide receiver went up against those SEC defenses. Uh, so, yeah, those are my two skilled players that I hope neither of them go to the Texans. They won't. But uh, if we're talking about skilled players that have caught my attention through the combine and recently, those two have. I like your Burks call out specifically because you laid out the rationale of him actually playing against SEC defenses, like quality talent, unlike your pick earlier. So awesome. Uh, let's talk about the defense. What you got? So this guy has kind of fluctuated. Should have been number one. This year he was injured. Is he lack of effort? The dude I think is going to have a chip on his shoulder and he can just Let's just say if the Texans take him, I will not be upset. I think Thibodeau from Oregon like has some things to prove, and I think he's just going to get more pissed off because he wasn't number one. I think he's going to fall down. Hopefully, if the Texans don't take him, he's going to be maybe that four or five guy. Um, and I just see him being really, you know, people say he takes some plays off. He's going to have something to light his ass on fire and, and get going. The other one who's just a freak out there, and he's on he's on you know all the big boards one through ten for most of them is Hamilton from Notre Dame. That dude is out there playing safety all over the place, big body, can hit, can go get the ball. He's another one. I think they would be reaching at this point if they took him. But if the Texans did take him, I'd go. I he's a jersey grabber. I'd go get that jersey because I'd be that excited. It's fair. I think that's fair. Um, how are you feeling about one of George's big boys? Because that's where uh, Kuiper has the Texans going number one, Trayvon Walker. I I would not be upset with that. Once again, SEC defense, big name. I I don't want them. There's a lot of guys that they can take at that spot, and I'm okay with it. He's one of them. Don't overthink it. Don't overreach it. That maybe I'm answering my own questions, where I think this may be an abundance of solid players on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but, yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. What about you? We haven't even talked about the number one potential, most likely number one pick. Well, that's going to be that's gonna be the one I'm going to call out. I'm going to be that guy. Okay. Uh, Hutchinson. I mean, I think watching him in the Big Ten Championship and just kind of like manhandle Ohio State uh, really there at the end kind of like solidified it for me. Um He's a big boy. Like he's a big old boy. I, I don't know long term if he's the guy that changes the way your team looks. Um, specifically from the defense standpoint, it's really hard to do that as a defensive end. Um, I think he's a solid pass rusher as well as run stopper. Um, where your defensive ends typically get a lot of praise is their pass rushing abilities. So I, I think he'll be one of those guys that's probably an all pro multiple times, you know. I just don't know if he's a J.J. Watt. I just don't know. And it's funny because you, you – I'm going to tie back to the Texans here real quick. You talk about guys who take plays off. Like, they used to say that about clowning. And definitely don't think that's a, that's the case in the NFL. Yeah, no, he's put together a solid career. He's got <clears throat> definitely gotten paid over the years. But, you know, if he's not a J.J. Watt, who's arguably top three defensive players all time, it's okay. He can still have a very productive career, but uh, no, <clears throat> you know, he's a safe pick. I think he's going to do some damage. Agreed. You know, kind of Bosa like he'll put together, you know, he's just, he's got the tools to be that good. So safe pick, think he can do some damage. I think he's, you know, is he worthy of the number one pick? He's, I mean, that just happens. Sometimes the guy that stood out the most in college, whether they, it's sometimes it's the safest pick, and I think that's what we've got this year. I think that's a fair assessment. So then my question to you is, steal of the draft, make a bet, man. So this one, I think he's projected like 15 and above, 15 to, you know, that 20 range. The dude from Georgia, the other defensive lineman, Jordan Davis, the guy who just put on an absolute show at the combine, over 300 pounds and ran a Four what four? I got it right here. Four seven eight. 
And then his other leaping ability, everything else was just off the charts. That guy's going to do some damage. I think if he can, you know, put it all together, he's going to be a steal. I think Kuiper has him possibly going to San Diego, which is scary if he turns out to be that good with that defense. Mosa and Mac. Uh, but yeah, I think he's going to be a steal of the draft, even though, even though it's an easy call out with the freak things he did at the combine, I, that's what I'm going to go with. You said San Diego, you meant LA chargers, but I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you both. Whales both. vagina. <laughs> uh, anybody off that Georgia defensive line is going to be a good pick for you. It's, it's scary to your point that Georgia has two possibly first-round defensive alignment. Not even just first-rounders on their team. Like AM, for example, is like their top uh, is Kenyon Green, probably a second-rounder, maybe late first-rounder. So it, it'll be – it's just wild to me to see how talented that Georgia team really is. Uh, that's why I guess you can win – you can, you know, win championships with Stetson Bennett as your quarterback and not JT Daniels, right? J.D. Daniels, who's going to the... He entered the transfer portal. I don't know if he knows where he's going yet. Hold on. He did. He's going to West Virginia. That's what you uh, sent me, though. Yeah, day. yeah. He is. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. So we'll see how he does there. But good stuff. Uh, so this is specifically we're going to stick to, you know, what we hope the Texans do. Uh, Dick, I still think Dick is on the fence on whether he wants to go full Texans or stay with the Cowboys. Oh, I'm to- no, I'm totally like full fence right now. Um, it's not even safe with the Cowboys, just like pick a team. So Texans are, I think, the leaner, um, but I don't have that draw to them. I think that I've had in the past, you know, like that urge to watch them play like you do. Oh, because they suck. <clears throat> yeah, I'll say that. I, that's, that's a fair assessment. Uh, I will tell you though, I think this is well, a break. You did like 1883, so the bandwagon's ready to go for you. Hey, sh- load up, boys. Let's go to Oregon. Uh, I really feel like though, this is like the Texans kind of make or break draft. Like they, it's either like reload or shut the fuck up and just like continue to be not relevant. And I know I'm not being an asshole, but I'm saying you get where I'm going. I mean, it's like. Either no, take advantage yeah. of the 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 options that you have right now, and yeah, so it really sucks that the Bengals kind of did what they did last year because then you got that as a possible expectation, and it's not realistic <laughs> and it's not common. But it does suck that people are going to be like, "Well, now look what the Bengals did," you know, three wins or whatever it was to Super Bowl. And of course, the Texans. This is their only opportunity to resolve any. Any shot at salvaging whatever this whole three years or really whenever the Chiefs made that comeback. Um, I don't need home runs. I need safe, quality picks because they have so many. That's why I'm very open at that number three spot, whether it's Thibodeau, whether it's Hamilton, whether it's Georgia, whether it's any, you know, our great offensive linemen. There's a lot of offensive linemen. That's why we were saying, I don't need sexy this year. I need consistent, consistent picks at that one. And then I believe the 13 or whatever they have from the Browns, uh, guys that are going to go produce, not the guy who can be a strikeout. Just give me some good, consistent picks with, picks with all that they have this year. Put a good team on the field. Am I expecting them to be in the playoffs next year? No, but I am expecting them to take a big step because of what they've done. Um, definitely not free agent wise, because the only thing they've really did was bring Brandon Cooks, which is a good thing. Uh, they stuck with Mills, which is a good thing in my opinion. So just be safe. Just bring in some guys that are ready to start down, not ones that you have to start from scratch, not reaches, nothing like that. I don't need sexy. I need consistent this year. I think you're in the right headspace as a Texans fan. You've got five picks in the first three rounds in a very, very defense alignment and offensive lineman heavy draft. Take some offensive lineman for God's sakes, get yourself a left tackle. Like it mills, keep his ass off the ground. It goes back to the whole Derek Carr back in the day, like keep his ass off the ground and see what he can do, but also make a quarterback want to come play there. You know, that's where you're going to be able to pick a solid quarterback up. You're going to pick up someone in, 
I was almost at the transfer portal, but in the free agency that can come in and kind of lead this team forward. Don't sit there and try to draft a QB and build off of him with no offensive line. I'm going to say no offensive line, but not a star offensive line. I think you would agree. Um, and then get yourself like a solid few solid defensive players in the, in the later rounds and pick up some free agents next year. Like you can make it work to your point. Yeah. If the Bengals can do it, the Texans can do it. Well, the, the, the Bengals have a guy with the name Joe, Joe Burrow that really helped out. That's fair. That, that's fair. And Chase. Uh, just because of the fact that they re-signed Britt, their center, and they bring back Laramie Tunsil, I'm okay with them not taking the offensive lineman at the three and waiting for the next pick because there are several good ones out there. And then hitting, hitting on one of these defensive guys. That would be cool if we went defense, O-line, and then somewhere you're going to have to pick up a wide receiver. And there are that's going to be tempting at that next pick because there are several good ones out there. You may even be able to do defense, wide receiver, O-line in the second round. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be upset at that. Like I said, there's there's holes all over the place. But if you, you know, go Hamilton and then maybe London, like – I'm I'm not upset. The only problem I have is whose jersey am I going to trade in for because I can't wear mine from last year anymore because it's frowned upon. Yeah, speaking of holes all over the place, let's go to uh, let's go and figure out what kind of holes you got in your glass. Holes in my glass? Do you have a hole in your glass? We all have holes in our glasses. It's the top one. That's what you drink out of. Ah, that really was a stab at Deshaun. I get it. That was a KY joke. All right. Okay. I, I, I honestly thought you were making a Rittenhouse joke there, and I just wasn't going to acknowledge it. And I don't know if you're playing it off and you're no, trying to flip it no, on me. That was a Watson joke. I just messed day. up in the head. I said literally, thank God Watson's not around. Okay. Just checking. Uh, okay. So, ratings on this, you know, the nose was a B, plus, the palate was a B. Plus. That $32 almost makes me want to put it in the A minus range. But I've had I've had too many good like solid A minus bottles that just kind of unfortunately do that to this one. I'm gonna stick with B plus. This is not a bad rye. Now, if you're specifically not rye or if you're a newbie and the spice may be too much for you, not gonna be your thing. Several other traditional bourbons that I would take, but in the rye game. And then experienced people that enjoy it. This is a B plus. I love it, dude. Uh, might have to try it out. I had a guy when I was at Specs picking this up, and he tried to walk by. I was talking to one of the the workers at Specs I talked to all the time, and he tried to walk by. He's like, "Oh, Angel's Envy. That's really good." And I'm like, "That's okay, um, not for the price." And then he went around and he was he asked him, "Say, hey, do you guys have more Buffalo Trace?" To the guy I was talking to. Uh, he's like, yeah, there should be like another bottle over there. And so he went over, he's like, oh, it's not here. And I was like, I had, I had a Buffalo Trace 750. And I was like, hey, man, take this, try it. I have, I have another handle at home. Uh, he's like, oh, what cool. a nice guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, do you, do you know any rise? Cause I have this bullet rye. And I was like, yeah, no, a lot of rise. Um, he's like, how is this? I'm like, Nah. It's not the not the greatest thing in the world. I was like, there's it's a solid. bottle, there's a bottle of Sazerac rye oh, right God. here. And I said, This is literally the cousin to that what you're holding in your other hand. They're both Buffalo Trace products are amazing. And he's like, Well, I was like, but I mean, hey, but you know, bullet, because he got he got caught by the bullet guys that were out in the parking lot, like with their little you know, camper thingy, like giving out shots. So anyway, point of it is I, I like that pick. No, that's a good thing you did there, buddy. And it's cool when you turn into that person um, that you're giving the suggestions at the liquor store. But okay, so that's a good, interesting ramble question. Mm -hmm. Somebody goes, I've had Zazrak rye. What's the next rye that you're recommending? Did they like it or not? They had to have. Wild turkey rye. Me too. You're going to pay twice as much, but it is damn good. For wild turkey rye, the 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 one hundred one. Oh, oh, okay. I'm thinking red breed. My bad. Oh, no. The wild turkey rye is good. I killed that at a wedding one time, and by I killed it, I drank about three fourths, and my buddy drank a fourth. Thank God, because I wouldn't have been able to have functioned. 
But yes, I agree with that as well. Wild Turkey Riot is damn good. Thank you for reminding me of that. Hey, man. Anytime. Now, let me give you the thoughts here. Do I need to grab the toilet paper once again? This is solid B plus, man. I'm fucking lying. This it's a C. It's a C. And and I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to shit all over it. But here's the problem. Is for the same price point, I can give you three bourbons that are all bottled and bond that are hands down better. First one, it would be times Evan Williams. And your third one is going to be. So I, I mess up. It's not bottled and bond, but it's the Evan Williams single barrel. So it's still an oh, Evan okay. Williams product, but it's the one that has like the black wax on top of it. And yeah. it's single barrel, but it's about like 87 proof. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great bottle. Great bottle. Same price point, 26 bucks, 30 bucks. So that's what I'm getting at is like for the price, for what you're paying. There's just better stuff out there. And I hate to say that, but here's a kicker. Pay 23, 25, somewhere in there for this. That 750 Buffalo Trace that I had in my hand, 33, $34. Just yeah. pay the extra 10 bucks and get something uh, that hands down, night, night and day. I don't like that it's 33, but I get it. Um, my the dude at the new liquor store I'm going to. His go-to because we were talking because we were you know I tell him I, I try to stay in the, the 30 50 for the purposes of the show and for the purposes of my marriage. Yeah, no, uh, I agree. But he uh he was like, Hey, my go-to's old granddad 114. And I said, Well, then let me tell you about my buddy Dick here. Good luck finding it. <clears throat> yeah, no, and then I told him that my early times is I'm seeing it less and less. Um, but it's so good. Uh um, oh, it's good, it's good, but yeah. All right, so there's a little of our take on rise and bottles and bonds to try. If you haven't heard one of our episodes in a while, on, on, in a while on one of those. All right, well, we gave you our rating. We talked about our draft uh, expectations. Ready to close out, buddy? Let's do it, man. All right, so that was kind of our draft 2022 show. We talked about it, got into it. It's going to be stuff that you're going to hear here and read about at other places. But hey, we like to drink with you. And, we like to chime in and tell you what we think. Um, tell us that you're listening. Email us. Dick's going to get into the details and all that, but I just want to chime in on that as well. Tell us tell us what you think. Tell us what you thought about our last show. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Tell us how funny I am. Never mind. Don't do that. Dick, just go ahead and tell us. I think you're hilarious. So I think we're really trying to like step our game up when it comes to the show and I can see her rattle off the social medias. We have our Instagram, we have our Facebook. That's probably where you're finding us. But our website is is probably the best place to really kind of know a little bit more about us. And then we're trying to make everything a little bit more intuitive, like with the link tree I talked about at the very first of the show. The big thing is just making sure that you're telling your friends about us. You know, sharing it on any social media you have. Kurt and I are really trying to do a better job of making our presence more known as a podcast, not just a great Instagram account to follow. And really putting our episodes out there, trying new things. We're not going to be perfect with it. Our video was was pretty awesome from the standpoint of you got to see us kind of fade in and out of our Zoom background. So we're trying to refine that a bit as well and learning some skills along the way. So like Kurt said, give us your feedback. Send us a message on, or an email at 4 at gmail.com or uh, Instagram DM, whatever you want to do. You can slip into our DMs. We're not going to be offended. We'd like to hear from you. So I think with that... I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you, Kurt, and you can tell them a little bit about your quote of the episode. All right. Thanks, Dick. Yeah, this is my favorite part. I get to do my research and tie it into the show. I may have done a Mel Kuyper Jr. quote last year for the draft, but heck, who can't have more Mel Kuyper Jr.? I think that makes a lot of sense. For the type of scheme they play, he would be perfect for what they need. Perfect words by Mel Kuyper Jr. Sometimes you don't need to overthink it. Sometimes you just need to go with your gut and pick what fits. And around here, we pick whiskey, and we pick sports, and we enjoy sharing it with you. So, to the next snap and the next dram. Drink on, drammers. Touche. Touche.